Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast and for this episode we have with us Marisa Greens who is an employee experience strategist at Conspiracy of Love and also a founder at Work Life Reimagined. Hi Marisa, thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Likewise. So to begin with, could you please take us through career journey so far? Absolutely. So um, I have a varied background that sort of is one of those trajectories that is not directly up a ladder, but more across the jungle gym, as we like to say in talent management or learning and development. Um, So I started my career in public relations, highly focused on communications for some of the top PR firms in the industry. So Ruder Finn and Edelman. And I focused on pharmaceuticals and did everything from you know, taking the clippings from news releases to drafting the press releases to, you know, growing my career and eventually leading a team um, focused on healthcare and, you know, focusing a lot on business development and, uh, you know, bringing in additional clients. And so that was really fun. I loved that experience. I gained a lot of understanding in terms of um, communication strategy, in terms of the way people think and kind of the psychology behind shaping a message and really trying to shift and adjust behavior across um, individuals. And it was that experience that led me to want to get my MBA, similar to you being in a program. And I was really fascinated in that program by organizational behavior and the human element of all of the work that we do. And while I was finishing my MBA, I started a job for a pharmaceutical company where I was working in-house as um, a PR and patient advocacy um, strategist. And it was during that time that I just developed this, I guess, nerdiness about all things human resources. And it was thanks to the CEO of that company at that time. Uh, he came to me and he was like, I feel like you need to do something with people. He, he said, You're, you've got this communications thing down, but I, I see for you something different. Why don't you come and and be part of our internal communications team and learn what it's all about to help shape messages and you know create a culture inside an organization. And so I was a little bit thrown off because that was not what I was thinking for my career. I thought I would stay in, in corporate communications, um, but I decided to give it a shot. And it actually led me down a whole different pathway of getting um, more depth and experience in employee engagement and diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I ended up becoming a huge part of that organization's culture and helping to shape what it looks like to really help create an inclusive environment for employees and um, to really help employees feel a part of something bigger than themselves. And um, I loved that role, loved that company. And um, after the pandemic, because of um, wanting to spend a bit more time with my family, I decided to go out on my own um, and start doing the work 
on behalf of different clients and trying to take everything I had learned and share it with others. And I found myself um, partnering with Conspiracy of Love, um, which I, I think we'll talk about a little bit in a minute. And what we do is really focus on helping to bring transformation, purposeful transformation into organizations, which from my frame and lens is all about helping employees to feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves and creating cultures and environments where purpose is center and employees can be part of impacting something both inside the company as well as outside the company. Awesome. I must say, I mean, it's at the end of the road, it's all about finding your ground and you have found yours. So Mm -hmm. uh, kudos in that and considering the kind of work that you've been doing and also considering how important employee experience today has become. Everybody has been talking about it. Employees themselves have become, you know, so aware of what they want out of the organization. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much really, really in, you know, in the picture these days. And uh, I'd love to know more about it and read more about it. And I'm sure so do our audiences. So moving on to the conspiracy of love, as you mentioned. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about it. Sure, definitely. So Conspiracy of Love, we're a purpose consultancy. And so basically that means that we help organizations transform through the lens of purpose. And we create what we call transformation journeys for our clients, which really lend itself all the way from discovering and identifying what a company's purpose is, which is centered on two key things. One, what do you do uniquely well in this world? As a company, what are your superpowers? And then we match that up with what does the world need from you? What can you specifically contribute to the world from a societal impact standpoint. And we help organizations find their purpose, which sits in between those two things. And um, we then go beyond it. So we, we help them identify what that purpose is. We articulate it in a statement. And then we help companies really put it into action. So we help them develop impact design strategies, as well as internal transformation strategies, which is the part that I focus on, um, to ensure that a company is more than just the words that they put into the statement, that the actions and the strategy that they're putting forward really come to fruition. And through the lens that we're talking about today, they come to fruition through their employees and that their employees really not only feel a part of um, that purpose or feel connected to the purpose, but they can really be part of activating that purpose and having a greater impact on the world around them. Um, And one of the things that we always like to say is that we're really centered on ensuring that business can be a force for good. And I love to think about the idea of helping employees inside these organizations be a true force for good through the work that they're doing. Amazing. So as you mentioned that it's sort of like a two-way road. I mean, it's just not the organization on being on the receiving end, but at the same time, you also need to fulfill certain criteria, be it in terms of your, I mean, fulfilling the needs of employees or giving it back to the society, as you mentioned, which mm-hmm. I, I think is extremely important and need of the day, considering yeah. that we're moving towards a lot of catastrophic things. So consider yes. if organizations become aware of their actions today, it's so much important and need of the hour. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Well, and and just real quick on that, not only aware of their actions, but really shifting their actions to having a net positive impact so that rather than having a negative impact, we want to go all the way to the other side of these organizations, leveraging that greater awareness to have a positive impact on the world around them. Very true. So my next question to you is, how do you think we can make organizations more inclusive to the needs of their employees? So that they have a sense of belongingness towards the organization, considering mm-hmm. it's all about employee experience. 
Yes. Oh, I love this question. So I've spent a lot of time researching and trying to understand belonging. So, you know, for many organizations, DEI and DEIB have become such a prominent focus, which is amazing. And I think it's all heading in the right direction. Sometimes it can be confusing, though. How do you really create a sense of inclusion and belonging for employees? And so I'll share the three things that I've seen work well. And and hopefully it's insightful for your listeners to hear a different perspective. But I think, number one, the work that we've been doing in purpose has really shown me that in order for employees to have a true sense of belonging inside an organization, they need clarity on what they are doing and for whom. And it's amazing how many organizations think that their employees are clear on the company's purpose or on the company's vision. But when you dig into the details and you start talking to employees, the deeper you go inside organizations, the muddier it gets. So, you know, employees sort of sense of why am I here and why do we exist and what is this thing that I am a part of? It, it starts to get blurry as you go deeper in the organization. And so I think companies who can have a very clear and strong activated purpose and vision, then they can create a stronger sense of belonging for their employees because their employees can very clearly make the connection between who they are, the work that they do, and the company that they work for. And without that clarity, I think it's very hard for anybody to feel a part of or feel a sense of belonging to pretty much anything, let alone a company that they're working for. So I think first and foremost, clarity and purpose and vision and ensuring that you have have communicated and activated that all the way through your organization to your, your deepest parts of the company. The second thing is, and this is really important in today's hybrid work environment, and as we go through this roller coaster of the you know future of work, I like to call it an experiment. Like no one knows right now where we will end up, and employees are just along for the ride. And so the second thing that I think is really important is finding meaningful opportunities to connect employees to each other. So if if I spend most of my day on Zoom calls in my home office my sense of belonging is limited to what I experience inside that screen. And most of the time, that sense of belonging is only coming from a handful of people, you know, five or six people that I interact with on a daily or weekly basis. Maybe I go into an office and I might see somebody at the water cooler these days, but it's not likely anymore. And so um, I think it's really important that that companies start to innovate and think differently about what it means to connect employees and to do it in ways that we've never done before. Instead of trying to recreate what used to be or trying to spin our wheels on policies after policies to get people back into the office, imagine what could be possible if we spent our time really focused on creating new ways to connect. And we have great examples of this in our everyday lives. Like I have lived away from my family for years and I still feel extremely connected to the people that I'm in a family with, but it's not because I tried to fly on an airplane and see them every three weeks. We found new ways to have those connections. And it's about the depth of the conversation that you have when you do connect. It's about making the most of the time that you do have and creating opportunities to not just have FaceTime, but to truly connect as humans. And so I don't think that has to be in real life. I think you can do it virtually, but you have to be really intentional. So that would be the second thing. I think the third thing is we put this term of belonging 
into the scope of workplaces. And it's a great goal for us to have. For many individuals, you have to first understand who you are before you can belong to something else. And so the third thing that I think is really important for companies to be thinking about is how are you helping and giving employees time to connect with themselves, to understand who they are? I think you've got to help employees answer the questions of who am I? What do I stand for? What's my purpose in life? So that they can find the connections inside the organization to feel that true sense of belonging. And I think what we're seeing through this hybrid work experiment, the push for productivity, layoffs and other things happening in a a hustle culture society, we've got employees just spending all their time at this laptop, work, 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 work. And I think that organizations who enable and create space for employees to have time to connect with themselves, to have time to connect with their own communities and their own families and their own lives will reap the benefits of a stronger sense of belonging because these individuals will be able to come into the workplace feeling more whole, feeling more authentic, and having a greater understanding of who they are inside the company and the ways that they can contribute and add value. Awesome. That was an amazing answer, I must say. And I love the way you, you know, sort of uh, explained how they sort of network between, you know, who employees are and what sort of work they're doing and how they relate to the organization, which Mm -hmm. is, I think all of them are extremely important and none of them are like non-negotiable. These are non-negotiable terms. (laughs) Right. Without them. And I love the way you answered, like really in depth and would highlighted all the important points. So thank you for that. On to another very important topic that mm-hmm. everybody has been talking about, the technology. So how do you think technology has impacted the way organizations are being run today? And at the same time, what do you think lies ahead? And add on question. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this question. And it's so interesting how deep this question has become in today's world. So I'll, I'll give a story first. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and she was telling me about a project that her team is implementing. She's in human resources and her team's implementing a new technology. Automate, automate, automate. It's all about how do we automate you know, everything, everything in HR? And it's an amazing project. Like it's going to really help the organization. But it was interesting to think about how um caught up everybody is in the idea of what's next with technology what's next with ai and how it's um at least in this person's experience it was kind of stripping them of the idea of like well we still work with humans we still need to have these human connections and human interactions and so to me the future of like what technology is doing to organizations is number one it's kind of taking over it's it's sort of Everything has to do with technology. And I think if we aren't careful, that will end up taking precedent. Our time, attention, and effort toward technology and the use of it will end up um, taking too much of our attention and we'll forget that we actually still have humans behind all of this. And we still need to create experiences that help us feel human and feel connected. I also think that it's, that's not to say that's not to say that we don't need to understand it all so we need to understand ai that needs to become a part of how we work and how we do our jobs we need to automate things in operations for human resources technology can be 
a uh, major amplifier of the work that we are trying to do. We just have to be careful that it doesn't end up taking over the idea of what we're here to do is serve other people and create connections, especially in the employee experience side of things. Um, let's use it as a tool, not as the thing that we need to focus on. Yeah, amazing. I totally agree with what you said. I mean, it's all about finding a balance and mm -hmm. just finding a middle road to the entire situation. I mean, technology can't overtake what people can do. To some extent it can, but mm -hmm. they can't really entirely displace people from workplaces. At the same time, people today cannot... I mean, can't live without leveraging what technology has done. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's a business. Everybody needs money to run business. And for that, you need to be at the top of your game. And technology is the only yes. way. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's all about yeah. They completely, completely agree with what he said. So my last question to you is something that you mentioned in your introduction while you were saying, telling, telling us about what do you do at various organizations. So you mm -hmm. mentioned about DEI. So mm -hmm. I'd really like to take this opportunity for you to share your point of views and how do you think, uh, I mean, how important is DEI and how can we make organizations more, more diverse and inclusive? Oh my gosh, it's so important. It's so important. And I always take the lens of it's important because it makes companies better. Exactly. Not only is it the right thing to do, I do believe it's the right thing to do and it makes us better. And I'll give a, a personal example of this. So when I was at my last company, I was leading um, a project to develop its first employee resource groups inside the organization. And so I had this opportunity to work with employees from all over the company, different uh, geographies, different races, dif different ethnicities, different abilities, different genders. And it, when I started um, developing those relationships. And when I started engaging those individuals and in what was possible for our organization, I watched how these like seeds of ideas that I had about what could be possible or what would be interesting. I watched how those seeds of ideas became so much better as more and more and more perspectives were added to it. And like, honestly, it's kind of a, like a piece of joy in my heart because that project was one like really lengthy and a very difficult project, but also one of the ones that I felt is the best representation of what DEIB can be inside an organization. And it's this idea that if, if we can create space and safety for individuals from all different walks of life and experiences to come and be valued for their contributions, then our work gets better. Our performance gets better the delivery for a customer gets better. And I don't know how anyone could argue with that. Like I just, I, I get a little like frustrated when it seems like there's a debate about DEI. It's like, no, it just, it, it makes sense. It makes us better. So um, it's worth the time and the effort. I think the other eye opener that I've had over the past um, couple of years and working with Conspiracy of Love is the idea that in today's world and society, organizations are extremely focused on kind of the internal facing component of DEIB. And I experienced that at my last company too. It was all about how do we get more diverse individuals inside the company? How do we create safe spaces for people to bring their full talents forward? And I think all of those things are really, really important. I see the next wave of DEI being highly focused on how you then leverage and create opportunity by having those perspectives inside your company. And at um, Conspiracy of Love, we call that inclusive growth. And it's about identifying, again, the synergy between, you know, what can we do really, really well and what does society need? 
And society needs products. Society needs services that are designed for people of all different backgrounds and walks of life. And so if we have more organizations with better representation, then that also means companies can grow in more meaningful ways because they can reach new customers in ways that they probably wouldn't have even known was possible before creating a more diverse workforce. And so we're highly focused right now for a few different clients on the concept of inclusive growth and identifying new market opportunities for um, clients to really put DEIB at the center of innovation. Awesome. So thank you, Marissa, for sharing your amazing point of views and different topics that we sailed through this entire conversation. I'm so happy to have connected with you and to be able to do this podcast with you. And thank you. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much. This was really fun. I appreciate the time. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning into this beautiful episode.